Amen and good morning. Welcome to worship. We have a few less gathered here in the sanctuary today than we did last week. Hopefully folks are joining with us online as we join our hearts and our minds together for worship this morning. So as we begin our worship service, let us begin by praying. Good and gracious God, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your spirit and with your power while we are here in this place and while we are home and watching from the comfort of our own home. Lord, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us all this morning as we join our hearts and our minds together to worship you. Through Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. And now we have our first song from our praise band. together in a moment for prayer a prayer as we light our peace candle good and gracious god we pray for your peace on this day we pray for your peace that surpasses all human understanding we pray for your peace that teaches us to love one another we pray for your peace on this earth through christ our lord we pray amen 
And now I'm not sure we have any kids in here, but any kids who are watching from home and any adult kids, we have our children's moment for you now. Good morning. So for our children's moment today, we are going to talk about the Israelites. Now, the Israelites were this group of people that we learn about in the Old Testament. The Old Testament, that's the first part of our Bible. And so in the Old Testament, we learn all about the Israelites. The Israelites were the group of people that comes from Abraham. And then you might remember their stories. They find themselves enslaved in Egypt, but then Moses set them free. And then they end up in the wilderness and eventually they make their way to the promised land. So in our Old Testament, we learn all about the Israelites. The Israelites were really good people who were devoted to God, but sometimes they complained. Sometimes they complained about a lot of things. They complained to God, and their complaint sounded a little bit like this. Why do you always have to give me food that I don't like? There's no food in here. Do you ever complain sometimes? I think we all do. But here's what God wanted the Israelites to know. God wanted the Israelites to know no matter what they went through, whether they were wandering in the wilderness, matter how bad things seemed that God was with them and that God would be with them and God would help them because God loved them. And that's what I think God wants us to remember too. No matter what we go through, God loves us and God is with us. So even if you find yourself complaining about a lot of things, remember that God loves you and God is with you and God will help you through even the most difficult times. Remember that God loves you, your family loves you, your church loves you, and together we can get through even the most difficult times. Have a blessed day. All right, if we have any announcements, I have a couple sheets, but if anybody else has any announcements they'd like to bring up to me so I can read them for you. Uh, we do have uh, a couple here. One is that the crap walk is only one week away, and the need this year, both at home and around the world, with the COVID-19 virus affecting so many, both medically and economically, anything we can do to help others, and 25% of the total Kenton money raised comes back to the Kenmore Tonawanda area, will make an enormous difference. There is still time to sign up to walk, to support a walker, or to donate directly to our crop walk team. Pastor Elizabeth has, has included the protocols, directions for doing it all online in the weekly announcements. If you have signed up to walk, please contact Pastor Pierre after church or contact the church office or Pastor Pierre directly, and we have that information here. I need, uh, I need to give the starting time and place a map of, and of the walking routes. So thanks for your support, they say. Also, the Women's Fellowship has donated money to the Cornerstone Manor to help the women and children there. We are asking anyone who wishes to help mark an envelope Women's Fellowship. You may also donate directly to the Cornerstone website or purchase an Amazon card. Thank you in advance. Also, we have more masks and t-shirts. I forgot to grab the t-shirt. 
the Zion t-shirts and the masks that Pastor are wearing. So if you're interested in purchasing any of these, please see Pastor. They're online. So anyway, very nice looking, very soft. There we go. Okay. If there's no further announcements, if you'd like to continue uh, to answer appropriately with our litany. Come, let's praise God together. Let's tell stories of God's power and majesty. Let's tell stories of God's mighty acts throughout history. Come, let's praise God together. Let's remember the compassion God has shown towards us. Let's remember God's mercy and unfailing love, generation after generation. Come, let's praise God together. Let's pass these stories along to our children and grandchildren so that they, too, may come to know and love our God. Come, let's praise God together. Let's worship God together. Amen. I want Jesus to walk with me. I want Jesus to walk with me. All along my pilgrim journey, Lord, I want Jesus to walk with me. In my sorrows, walk with me. In my sorrows, walk with me. When my heart within is aching, Lord, I want Jesus to walk with me. troubles walk with me in my troubles walk with me when my life becomes a burden Lord I want Jesus to walk with me Jesus. 
to walk with me. Amen. Our reading this morning comes from the book of Exodus, the 16th chapter. We will read verses 2 through 15. If you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? Amen. Starting with verse 2. The whole congregation of the Israelites complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots and ate our fill of bread, for you have brought us out into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. And then the Lord said to Moses, I am going to rain bread from heaven for you, and each day the people shall go out and gather enough for that day, and that way I will test them whether they will follow my instructions or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather on the other days. And so Moses and Aaron said to the Israelites, In the evening you shall know that this was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord because he has heard your complaining against the Lord. For what are we that, we com- that you complain against us? And Moses said, When the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and your fill of bread in the morning, because, of the, because the Lord has heard the complaining that you utter against him, what are we? Your complaining is not against us, but against the Lord. And then Moses and said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the Israelites, Draw near to the Lord, for he has heard your complaining. And as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the Israelites, they looked towards the wilderness, and the glory of the Lord appeared in a cloud. And the Lord spoke to Moses and said, I have heard the complaining of the Israelites. Say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread, and then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. And in the evening quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. And when the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a fine flaky substance, as fine as frost on the ground. And when the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
Amen. Now I'll tell you, I, I get that I'm the only one who gets to be in here while the choir and the praise band are practicing, and I or not practicing, but, but playing, and I get to listen to them. But it will be such a joy-filled day when we can all be back here together as normal, and we can sing together with them here. They do such a wonderful job recording, but just imagine the day when we're all back in here, when all of this is over, and we're able to truly be here to sing together, to worship together. When you think about it, doesn't it bring you joy? Because it brings me joy. And I'll tell you, it's, such, it's so wonderful to sit here uh, while they play. It's just absolutely gorgeous. But now let us join together in a moment of prayer. Good and gracious God, as we, like the Israelites, are in this in-between time, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your power. Bless us with your love. When we are stuck in this middle place, in this wilderness of our own, allow us to feel your presence and your comfort and your love. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. So I love when we get to learn about the Israelites in the Old Testament because the Israelites are such an entertaining group of people, this large group of faithful people. And you know what the Israelites are really, really good at? Any guesses? Complaining, exactly. You notice that word came up again and again and again as we were doing our reading today. The Israelites have the art of complaining down perfectly. They, and think about it, all humans do, don't we have the art of complaining down quite perfectly? What other creature knows how to complain the way that people do? Cats might, you know, meow or fuss a little bit. Dogs might whine or something. I'm sure other creatures do the same thing. But humans, we humans have the art of complaining down perfectly. And the Israelites show us that as we get to read about them when they are on their way out of Egypt and about to cross the, the sea that Moses is going to part. They, they start complaining and saying, well, why didn't you just leave us there? It's slavery in Egypt. And then as they get through that miraculous time and as they make their way away from Pharaoh and away from all that wants to cause them harm and they're wandering in the wilderness, they again and say to Moses, well, why did you even take us out of here in the first place? Now we're just stuck out here wandering in the wilderness. And then as, as they continue to go on, they complain even more because they're having a hard time finding all the food that they need to eat. Could they be more resourceful? Let's be honest, probably. But what are humans really good at doing? complaining. And so instead they complain and they complain and they say, oh, we wish that you had just left us in slavery in Egypt where at least we had food to fill our bellies. It is almost humorous, or it is humorous, when you think about how easily humans complain. Just this morning I was talking about something and I, and I found myself wanting to complain about something. Do you guys ever get that feeling? And I said, I'm like, Elizabeth, what are you preaching on this morning? <laughs> Maybe let's not complain. Take a deep breath. It'll all be okay. And that's why I don't blame the Israelites for complaining, because they're humans. We are humans, and we love the art of complaining. And a lot of times, instead of working to, to make something better, instead of working to come to a solution, a lot of us gather around and we complain. And when we gather around in our own little group and we complain, we get energy from that. If I go over and I'm like, oh my goodness, ladies, did you hear about what happened? We get energy as we start to complain. And then what happens, with the way that 
complaining works is now this group is all energized by the complaining. And so they go over here to this group. Oh my goodness, did you hear what happened? And then it goes back and it travels and it travels and it travels. And suddenly everybody is gathering together and everybody is complaining together with one another. And they're starting all of this chaos and all of the, this drama for no reason whatsoever. Because that's what us humans do, is it not? We are so good at the art of complaining to the point that it actually brings us energy to the point that whether we, we understand or not, in some ways, it actually brings us joy. Have you ever watched parents on the side of a soccer field? What do they do? I'll get together. I mean, I'm one of them half the time. But when you get together on the side of a sports field or something, and there's something to complain about, and a lot of time parents get together, and then the complaining goes on, and suddenly the whole entire game is passed because the parents wasted all of their time complaining. Us humans, we're really, really good at the art of complaining. So I don't blame the Israelites for complaining because the reality is if we had been there among them, we probably would have been doing the same thing. If we had been there among them, we probably ha would have been doing the same thing. There are people who love to complain. But then here's the thing. There's also some people who instead of complaining, they rise up. There are some people who, instead of complaining, they rise up and they make a difference. Just yesterday, we had the, the funeral for Jean King, our beloved Jean King, and she was such a good leader. And, and as she was here in this church, if she saw something that needed to be done, she didn't just complain about it, but instead she got to work, and she did it. She made things happen. She, she made flu clinics happen. She made parish nursing happen. She just made things happen. And then on the eve of Jean King's funeral, we also learned that our country has a big wham as we learned that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. And, and yes, she was 87 years old, but still it was just, it felt like it came out of nowhere. And a lot of us were hit again, but she's another remarkable person that had so many strikes against her. I, I think about when she went to Harvard Law School and she was Jewish. And she was a woman, and she was a mother. And I love that story. I'm sure you've heard it before. But, but when she was brought into uh, the dean's office, along with the eight other women at Harvard Law School, and she was brought into the dean's office and asked why she thought that she deserved a place that a man could have in Harvard Law School. And I love how she, of course, had a witty response. Because instead of complaining, she was the kind of person that could just come up with, oh, some clever response. Oh, I just want to help my husband as he's in law school <laughs> just cracks me up but I love how, how people who are able to instead of just complain about things they rise up and look at somebody like her where she ended up tying for the first place in her Harvard Law School class so the reality is that there are many people who complain but then there's also this small group this group of leaders this group like Moses and Aaron this group of people who are ready to lead who instead of just complaining about everything they start to think well what about if we can find a solution? What if we can work to make things better? What if we can work to find a solution to our problems? The reality is, is that some people love to complain, and they love to complain, and it energizes them, but other people like to find a way to make a difference. So what I started thinking about, and I think about this whenever the stories, this story of the Israelites comes up, and it's not just this one. Uh, there's many other stories where the Israelites are wandering and they start to complain. And as I started to think about complaining, I started thinking, well, well, what do we talk about on Sunday morning besides complaining about complaining? <laughs> 
what do we talk about besides complaining about complaining? And I started to think, what if we, as faithful followers of Christ, try to think really hard about how we, as faithful followers, can try to, to lead by example, and how we, as faithful followers of Christ, can try to be in the world but not of the world, and how we, as faithful followers of Christ, cannot participate in that toxic culture of complaining, because that culture becomes toxic, does it not? When people start to complain, it energizes them, but it also becomes toxic. It's like Jesus says, a little bit of yeast leavens a whole batch of bread. That's what happens when people start to complain. So how can we, as faithful followers of Christ, rise above of the, all of that and learn how to lead by example and make a difference in the world because that's what we want to do, isn't it? We don't want to be like all the, the catty people that you never hear about in history because all that they do is complain. We want to be like the people who rise up and find new ways to do things and make a difference in the world. And so I decided we needed some advice from the Apostle Paul. Because let's face it, if you need advice, who do you turn to in the Bible? The Apostle Paul. He's got advice for everything. So the epistle reading for today comes from Paul's letter to the Philippians. It's an excellent letter. It's a short letter. You can read it when you get home. In Paul's letter to the Philippians, he has really good advice about what we should do if we don't want to live in a world of complaining, but if we want to make a difference. And so his number one piece of advice, Brianna, you want to show us his number one piece of advice for me? His number one piece of advice is to live your life worthy of the manner of the gospel. Let's think about that for a moment, friends. Live your life worthy of the manner of the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is what? The good news. It's the good news of Jesus Christ. It's the good news that death is not the end. It's the good news that evil never gets the final way, bear the final say, because God wins. It is that good news, that good news that should give us life, that good news that should give us more life than the joy of complaining. It's that good news. So how do we live our lives worthy of the manner of the gospel? Do we do something that is toxic? Do we participate in a toxic culture if we want to live in a way that's worthy of the manner of the gospel? No, yet that's so difficult, isn't it? Believe me, I, I stand on the side of the sports fields. I stand on the side of those, those sports fields, and I hear all of those parents getting all catty and complaining to the point that this year I signed up to, to coach Walter's soccer team, and I was like, oh, goodness, I'm nervous. I've heard those parents talk about those coaches before. <laughs> I'm nervous about what I'm going to do as I coach this whole team of seven-year-olds because I know that parents love to complain. But if we want to live a life worthy of the manner of the gospel, we need to try not to participate in that toxic culture. The next thing that the Apostle Paul tells us to do is to do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Whew, this is another tough one. Paul doesn't go easy on us, friends. This is a tough one. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. That doesn't mean that we don't strive to do great things. We, stri we do strive to do great things. But maybe we strive to do great things that don't just glorify us. Maybe we strive to do great things because when I do something, it lifts up Bob. Maybe we strive to do great things because if I'm going to do something that's good, maybe it doesn't glorify me so much, but maybe it glorifies Paula and it lifts her up and it helps her to lift up those around her. Do you understand that when we, we need to do great things in this world, 
but we need to make sure that our motives behind the great things that we do are not for selfish ambition, but it's for the goodness of others. It's for more than just ourselves. And the third thing that the Apostle Paul tells us, this is a big one. This is one that if the Israelites heard, believe me, there would have been a lot of murmuring if they heard the Apostle Paul say this. He said, do all things without murmuring and arguing. Ooh, that murmuring, that's what hits the nail on the head here. Because the complaining that we learn about with the Israelites as they're traveling through the wilderness, it wasn't that they didn't have a right to complain. When things go wrong, yes, you do have the right to complain. It wasn't that. It wasn't the complaining. It was the murmuring. And it's okay to argue. I mean, I know, I tell my kids, if they're just whining about something, they're not going to get their way. But if they create, like, a good argument, then yeah, sure, I'll listen to them. It's not the arguing part exactly. It's the murmuring part. It's that cattiness that happens in this world. And he says to do all things without murmuring and arguing. And we know that the Israelites, as they were traveling through the wilderness, they started to murmur. They started to let that all fester. And that's where all that toxicity came from. And so the Apostle Paul tells us that we should do all things without murmuring and arguing. Now, the reality is that, that there are times in our lives where, where we might catch ourselves. Uh, I confess, you know, I'm never going to pretend to be somebody I'm not with you. I confess that just this morning, I was like, oh, I had something to complain about. But instead, I said, Elizabeth, do all things without murmuring and arguing. We can remind ourselves of these things. So, friends, these are verses. When you get home, grab your, your Bibles and mark up Philippians. I'll post these three things online on our Facebook page so that you can mark these, because these these are verses that we should have right in front of us every day, especially that last one. Do all things without murmuring and arguing. I truly love that one. But the reality is, is, that, is that complaining becomes toxic, and that becomes such a big part of our world. But we as followers of Christ don't want to participate in toxicity at all, but instead we want to make a difference in the world. We want to lead by example, and we want to lead by following Christ and we know that it was pettiness and toxicity that nailed Jesus to the cross. It was pettiness and toxicity that left the Israelites in the wilderness for 40 weeks. When do you know how long it should have taken them to make that journey? Two weeks, supposedly. I've never been there. But it, it took them 40 years to make that journey because all of that toxicity and all of that pettiness. So friends, on this day as we stop and we reflect on what we can do to better follow Christ. Let's focus on these verses. Let's learn from our brothers and sisters from far before us. And let's remember that God can and God will make a way in the wilderness, even whatever wilderness we're going through right now. And let's, remembering that toxic, let's remember that toxic complaining drags people down. But building, building each other up, that makes the world a better place. So instead of allowing that toxicity to grow, let's build each other up. Let's make a better way. Let's be like those examples of people who don't just complain, but they make a difference in the world. We can be like that too. I know I want to be a better version of myself that complains less and participates in goodness more. Are you guys with me? Jesus is our example. Paul gives us the guidance. So let's follow in their footsteps.
And let's join in a moment of prayer. Good and gracious God, you remind us what we need to do in this life. You remind us that we can't just follow in the way of everyone else in this world, but we need to live in the manner of the gospel. Help us and remind us today and every day, Lord. Help us to be better versions of ourselves. And we pray this and every prayer through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
Now let us continue to worship God through our tithes and offerings, either via online or there is a basket in the back of the sanctuary. Thank you. pray together. Gracious God, may this act of giving transform our hearts and our minds. May you bless these gifts and use them to do your will. Through Christ we pray. Amen.
now let us go forth with the love of Christ in our heart. Go forth, be blessed, and live life in the manner worthy of the gospel. Go forth, be blessed, and be a blessing to all.